You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time's done. We're having a night. Hi, guys. Hello. I'm Sophie. And I'm Ari. And you're listening to Having a Night. The podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. Woo! Woo! I was reading something in um, The Cut today about Brad Pitt, actually, and a girl was like, yeah, my boyfriend has a podcast. It's so embarrassing. And everyone was like, that is really embarrassing, but at least it's a good podcast. And I was like, wait, is it really embarrassing to have a podcast? Guys, sorry if we've been embarrassing you this whole time, but we really like having a podcast. I feel like it's more of a people who lead with the fact that they have a podcast. That's true. Okay, what did you eat this week? Now that we've gotten over our shame, what did you eat this week? Okay, this week I had a great piece of sushi, and it's one of those things I never... It's Ari's birthday week. I'm sorry, I have to say it's Ari's birthday week. It's my birthday month. Yes, No, it's not. Remember on our birthday episode, we said that we don't like people who do that, so (laughs) not mine. I often forget what we say, yeah, but... Uh, I had a piece of sushi that I usually... I usually hate when it's like, and this is, you know, Wagyu beef with a truffle on top. Yeah, I hate that. Okay, but I had a piece of foie gras sushi that was really good. My question is, would it have been just as good if it was just foie gras on its own? Yes, it would. Exactly. That's my thing about it. It's like, I get that you want to use really fancy ingredients at your restaurant, but these have nothing to do with sushi. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the fact that you're just putting it on rice with a little bit of wasabi. It feels left over from the... Now everyone accepts in New York that like omakases are so elaborate and expensive and luxurious and disgusting. Yeah. Um, it, but it feels like left a remnant from maybe a few years ago or even a decade ago where people were like, what? $300 for sushi, which P.S. if you're not living in New York, that's what it is. It's insane and stupid. It's crazy, you guys. Totally, it's like only hedge fund people can get. Yeah, you can eat sushi. Not a great like fancy, fancy sushi. Obviously, we're not saying. No, no not yeah. like your corner place. But there's just this huge discrepancy, blah, blah. We'll get into that another time. But it feels like for people back in the, it feels kind of 90s. Like, oh, and if Very. you're spending $350 for 15 pieces of sushi, we're going to throw in some gold flakes. It feels so very true. Americana rich. I don't think they do that in Tokyo. They might. Oh, they definitely don't. I feel like they would, I mean, you would be kicked out of the country for no. doing that. Oh, I think there's, they take those things so seriously. I mean, you have to study for seven years before even cutting your first piece of fish. Oh, if you're right studying here. to be a real sushi chef. Yeah. Sushi chef. Very hard <laughs> word to say when you're one glass of wine deep. Um, well, that you? sounds delicious. Um, this week was particularly abstemious for me in some ways. I guess so. I cooked for myself, but it was like really only for myself. So like yesterday, I, so I made a really good white bean soup. Mm-hmm. 
which guys, if you don't know, I'm sure you know, but using a Parmesan rind is so good for a soup because it like thickens it and adds the greatest umami taste. I'm starting to think that even the word umami is annoying, but anyway, I'm using it. Whoa. Do you know what I mean though? It's so like umami. It's so like, um, Momofuku when it first started kind of, you know, anyway, flavor bomb. Uh, wow. So I made that white bean soup. And then of course, every soup needs like celery, but you don't use that much celery. Like you buy a whole bunch of celery and you don't use all things. So I made myself a little celery salad Okay. with some really good olive oil, Malden salt, some shaved Parmesan, a little bit of vinegar, very tasty. I would have added a Marcona almond if I had had any leftover. Um, you didn't. But I, I didn't. I would have maybe even added a little bit of parsley. I don't know. Celery, I think, is an underutilized vegetable when it comes to just like a salad. It's true. It was very yummy and just so easy. Like, would I serve that at a big dinner party? Probably not. What is it? Celery? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's celery, but celery with parm. Oh, an anchovy, too, is a very good addition. Like, a mashed anchovy, maybe a little bit of garlic. Mm. You're basically, like, eating a bagna cauda just on top of a celery salad. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so that was good. That's very chic of you, this meal that for one. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> this week, we are talking about... Pre-games. Yeah. Yeah. One of those words that feels very high school or yep. college, but I don't care. It feels appropriate. Me too. In fact, my dad sometimes still will refer to something as a pre-game. He'll be like, should I come, o- should we- should I come over before dinner for a little pre-game? I love <laughs> like, your dad. I can't believe you... You took that vocabulary from my my language. You're like, this is a <laughs> using and from, it like, now. English. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to just take this yeah. one. <laughs> This is a subject that is very near and dear to our hearts because we always talk about it as being the best part of the night. Yeah. I think everyone secretly knows this. I think, okay, I want to break down really briefly why I think everybody thinks it's the best part of the night. Mm -hmm. And it's because everybody finds that sweet spot of being drunk where it's like no one's sloshed. Mm -hmm. It's the ramp up. Yep. It's the feeling of what could be. The music is blasting. It's a much more curated group of people than probably wherever you're going. Uh You're seeing people in their, like, not holiday finery, and their, like, party outfit. And you're like, oh, my God, that's what you're wearing. You know, it has a very collegiate feeling to it. Yes. It feels like a bonding experience. There also is no, like, expectation that it has to be fun. Do you know That's what I mean? so true. Like when you get to the party, you're like, this better be fucking fun. Right. But at the pregame, it's just like, oh, we're just being girls. And Right. Okay. So what goes into the essential pregaming slash primping situation? For anyone who doesn't know or hasn't yet experienced one, Ooh, I would define call. a pregame by, uh, it's a group usually of Friends who like to dress up. It's not usually a group of people who uh, is just like going to roll up wearing their basketball shorts. Right. So, it's, or want to sit and have a drink with friends before going. Yes. But they don't maybe want to sit around and talk about like Nicomachean ethics. You know, it's like this is not Correct. an intellectual heady situation. This is a let's take our head out of the equation. Yes. Let's establish ourselves as a team before yes. we enter. <laughs> The great unknown. It's so true, but that's also why the pregame is so valuable is because like you are establishing some sort of camaraderie and this kind of feeling of like, don't worry, 
we can be conquerors no matter where we're headed. Right. And you we know? will take the night. Exactly. We will seize the night. We can somehow make it better if we start it together. Yes, exactly. I don't mean conquerors in like a, a bad way. I mean conquerors in like a good way. We're conquering the night. Yeah, yeah. totally. I think that's a very good very good point. So it usually involves drinking while doing an activity. I mean, I guess sometimes it could just involve like, hey, come over and have like an aperitivi or come and have a drink before we go to this party to yes. ease our nerves. I mean, people get that. Well, and I think that's a nice thing to do if it's mixed company, right? Like if it's guys and girls, then it's great to have people over for a drink. But if it's just girls, it's not just a drink. It's a prep. It's a primp. It's a... Throw on a whole bunch of outfits before the party. See what's see what's looking good. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's so fun. I feel bad that guys have to miss out on that. I do too. And I don't know if there's a, an equivalent. Hey guys, if you're listening, do you, do you ever do that? Do you ever like try on a pair of pants and make your guy friend see your ass? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And say, hey, does my ass look good in this? Yeah. I, I actually always weirdly feel like actually the pregame is like a guy's wet dream of like girls hanging out together. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of a pillow fight where it's like, you know, yes. everybody's like kind of half naked and putting on makeup and having fun and bopping around and right. not giving a shit. Right. And in like the nineties rom-com like teen movie version, the guy would be like watching through a peephole, like of some voyeur, like watching the girls pregame and then like they would like make out. You know what I mean? Like, that <laughs> well, doesn't yes. usually yeah, happen. That it's definitely usually, doesn't like, happen. All right, okay. the essential elements. Let's talk about it. There's uh, drinking. There might be makeup and outfit changes. There's like a low-key idea of like, let's get ready together and help each other out. It's oh, like that's a, true. A, like a, this feeling of camaraderie and, again, teamship. There is also music. Okay, there needs to be loud music. Why is that? It's almost like a pump, pump the jam, pump it I up. Mean, music can totally energize you. Yes, it's this true. is why one of my New Year's resolutions was listening to more music, Ooh, less podcasts. That's such a good resolution. Not that I, you should stop listening to our podcast. Yeah, please but, keep listening to ours. In fact, replace all music with our podcast. But <laughs> I think I think not our song. Nothing but the dulcet tones of our voices. Um. That's part of why the pregame is so fun is because it actually often feels like more of a party than the party. Yep. Because it's all the best elements. It's drinking. It's music. <laughs> okay. It ended there. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's the most fun kind of amp up. So it just feels very free. Again, there's no expectations. It ends up being the best part of the night. It took me many years to realize that it was the best part of the night. Really? And then oh, I was I've, like, "Did does everyone feel this? I feel like in college it was such a constant refrain of like, oh, the pregame is the best part. Oh. Wait, let's talk about what we used to drink in college and like what was your pregaming strategy? Well, yours are really good. So we used to drink a lot of vodka and crystal light, which repulses me even to say on air. Did you pour the crystal light into the vodka? Yes. Oh, and no. sometimes you would maybe add a little bit of seltzer oh, no. or soda. So as in soda water. Because there's that weird thing about being in college where everybody is drinking vodka sodas. I don't know what that is. I guess everybody now probably drinks like hard seltzers. Times must have changed because vodka sodas are disgusting. Vodka sodas are disgusting. I would so much rather just like have a little glass of tequila. Get out I, of that. No, you like, but would you rather have a vodka soda or just vodka on the rocks? Just vodka on the rocks. However, sometimes I need to slow down and I also want to hydrate mm. and I don't want to be carrying water. So it's like you're getting water. That's fair. 
Yes. So we fair. would do vodka crystal light or we would do vodka with diet Snapple, which was really bad because first of all, it probably wasn't refrigerated. So it was like thick and viscous. Ew. Diet Snapple obviously has that like weird aftertaste that like worse than a diet Coke aftertaste, like a just permanent good nasty aftertaste. I mean, I can still touch the flavor of like a peach <laughs> diet Snapple iced tea, Oof. which also I guess we were going iced tea. So we were also caffeinating ourselves. Oh, okay. That's Horrifying. A, that might be a good move, though. We would drink... You know what we would do? We'd drink a lot of um, Andre. Yeah. Oof. Andre, to me, felt really more of like a day-drinking situation. More of like huh. a, if you're going to tailgate, mm-hmm. maybe get a bottle of Andre. What is in that, do you think? I don't know. Sparkling sugar wine and, and sugar. color. So what do you what drink do you, now? Now, well, you know me. I am running around my house with a glass of vodka. Yeah. I am always feel like I'm going to be late during a pregame session. Mm -hmm. So I'm um, operating with this sense of panic, which I feel like I kind of like. Yes. It like kind of like energizes me. Mm -hmm. So I have the, the flavor of that in my mind because I've had it so many times is like vodka that's been watered down because I'm not mixing myself a drink. I don't have time. So I usually put vodka in a rocks glass, put it under the faucet for Mm -hmm. like a second. Yeah. Water it down. Then I put as much lime as I can find, usually like mm. half lime or lime, and maybe if I have some olives. So it's like a dirty and a twist. Ooh, like, lime and olives. That's not too much for you? Is no, it, The flavors good. are nice? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes. Dirty twist. That's like but how you, I want my night to go. But d- dirty twist. That's such a good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Describe your night. Dirty twist. But uh, describe your night. Diet. Um, how are you not ever worried that you're going to get too drunk before you even arrive at the party? Cause nobody likes the person who arrives very drunk before the party's even started. No, the person who's like doing the, a hula hoop. Yes, exactly. Hoop. Oh my God. It's horrifying. That's very scary. When you see that person, you're like, no, I'm not keep that them away person. from my white couch. I would not recommend my pre-gaming situation to anyone. Oh, that's good. Don't Do try, not it, at try it at home. Mm-hmm. I just feel like because of my years spent drinking vodka and working at a a vodka bar. True. Like I have some weird, I like, I feel like Matilda, like I can control its effects with my mind. Wow. Like I will get a little too drunk and then I'll be like, snap out of it. And I do, but I couldn't do it with gin or tequila or anything else. Yeah. I have a special relationship. It's awesome. What do you drink? That was so, that was so blunt how you asked me that. So, you know, obviously my favorite drink ever is margarita. But I was thinking that like margarita is great if there's like a mixed crowd, meaning guys and girls, um, <laughs> and you're like mixing a big old batch because oh, then it feels really, it's like a batch cocktail. Everybody's having one. You can bring out the blender. Even if it's the middle of winter, it feels so celebratory. Whereas like, I don't really want to mix a couple margaritas for like two friends. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. It's like a batched cocktail situation. Yeah. It so might like, involve a blender too. So not a margarita for a pre-gaming situation. Also, when I've done that, I've found myself way too drunk for my own liking. And then I'm like, okay, I need to take a beat before I leave my apartment. Huh. I'm into a Lillet, which is like such a yummy kind of floral, really specific aperitivo. I do Lillet, maybe um, not a Madeira or a Port... But like, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Oh, I would do a Campari and soda, a glass of wine, but really my ultimate is a glass of champagne. 
would be my favorite. Really? That's what I would love, love, love. But just one glass, right? Oh, no, two glasses. Two glasses. Oh, yeah, because I feel like that's the right... To me, two glasses of champagne is the perfect amount of tipsy. Oh, wow. But like something good that doesn't have a lot of sugar so that in an hour you're not like, oh my God, my head, what did I do? Terrible. But that would kind of be my favorite. But you and I stay away from browns. Should we talk about that? (laughs) Sounds terrible. Okay, what I mean is brown liquors, obviously. (laughs) I can't believe believe you would misinterpret me like that. I wouldn't. I know. Hopefully no one would. Brown liquors are not our friend. They were my friend for a while. Mm -hmm. And they, I don't, I have not shut the door. I'm ready to let them back in, but I shut the door for so long. Actually, um... Micah, who we had on the podcast last week, we were together in Louisville and we drank so much bourbon and whiskey. I think that's when I, when I stopped. Yeah. I got really, I I drank it a lot. When I first started drinking, I drank a lot of whiskey and I really liked it. And then it was truly in one night, my taste for it was gone and it wasn't a vomit situation. It wasn't like, oh my God, I could never have it again. My taste for it was just gone. And it's been maybe Thirteen years since I've had brown liquor, I just can't do it. Sometimes I'll have a cocktail that has it in it, and it's really delicious. But like, I'm just never going to be a girl who has whiskey on the rocks. Wish I was. So cool. Oh, I really wanted to talk to you about shower beers. It's like it's such a thing. You want to bring this up? I've really been wanting to talk to you about the subject. I don't know if any of you guys have friends who are like, yeah, I'm just going to like have a shower beer, and it's I mean, it's even a phrase that is still used, and we're in our thirties. I, first of all, I don't understand how water doesn't get into your beer. Wait, what? Of course it does. Just like poke your head up. Is your shower no, like full no, on rain shower? No, people like are like five by five. But feet. don't you think that's crazy? They bring it in. I mean, no. if I get out of my shower, even my toiletries at the far end of my shower, nobody has a shower. So I'm sure some people have a shower that's big enough not to have water on their toiletries, but like. I do, and my shower's not big. I just feel like it drops straight down. Whoa, maybe it does, and like I'm just thinking about humidity. I don't know. I think you are. I guess. I guess I am. I think that's okay. I think it's. I think it's more of a guy thing, and therefore the Mm -hmm. shower itself is probably quicker. It's like I'm having to have a shower beer. Oh, so like it's like a shower in quotes. It's like I got in here, I got wet, and I drank a beer. Exactly. (laughs) And then I left. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Guys always shower before they go out. I don't have a shower beer. For so many reasons. One of them being, I don't really drink a lot of beer. Another Mm -hmm. being, uh, I am not showering during the pregame because A, I'm not wasting the precious minutes of the pregame that I love so dearly. And B, or C, I forgot where I was because I'm on my second glass of wine. (laughs) I am not doing my own hair. Uh so agree. And when she says not doing my own hair, what she means is we're just not doing our hair at all. Period. No one's doing my yeah, hair. It's hair like, is not yeah, my hair just how to do it. exists. Right. It <laughs> comes I'm, out of my head yes. and I'm lucky that it does. Exactly. Yeah. If I am ever put in a situation where like someone does my hair because it's a, I don't know, a wedding or a part or whatever. Great. But I will never do it myself. Yeah, same. It's a waste of time. Um, does drinking your vodka or whatever drink of choice affect your makeup and outfit choices? Um, yes, but all for the best. Interesting. Of course. Oh, I feel that it affects my makeup for the worse. Really? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'll look at myself and be like, oh, I didn't put that on quite as straight as I thought I did. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Or I'll put on way too much. Yes, exactly. It's the too much. Right. You look at your cheek and you're like, oh my God. It just has a big stripe. Yeah. It's such a fine line. 
you're like, oh, I look great. And then you get to the party and everyone's like very French looking. <laughs> that is my <laughs> worst nightmare. I always actually try to weigh, will this be a more drag queeny situation mm-hmm. or will this be a more French girl situation? Because mm-hmm. if it's more French girl, you don't want to show up with glitter. If it's more drag queen, you don't want to show up being French. That is such a great scale. Right? And there's really nothing. Drag queen, French girl. <laughs> no, there's nothing. Let's talk about music. Yeah. Well, you are the pop queen. I, okay. So I made a doc and I said, yeah. pop, 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 pop. Oh, oh. pop <laughs> or not rap oldies, <laughs> but mostly pop, but you're not a pop person. But what pop are you listening so to? So I like to listen to like literally the Spotify top 100 because first of all, I like to know what people are listening to. I like to know what the music trends are because if I don't listen to it during a pregame, I'll never listen to it. Maybe if I'm like walking to a dance class and trying to get myself amped up for the fact that I'm about yes. to go dance. Yes, 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 yes. But for the most part, that's kind of it. And I do think it's important to like know what is popular because God, tastes have changed so much. Like I'm going to sound like I'm geriatric, but when I hear Post Malone, I'm like, whoa, that's so fascinating that that's the cool sound right now. And I actually really like it. But the like minor key of it is so different than what was cool when we were growing up. I think like I the, always love a minor key though. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I want major. I want like Katy Perry. I want to oh. feel like I only want to feel pumped up. I don't want to feel like I could also be smoking a joint right now. Oh, hold on. I want to say that you said possibly some electronic okay, or I industrial. Noticed, what yeah. is industrial? It's like. A more, it's a less like uh, annoying uh, industrial fans are gonna get mad at me. It's just more of like a house music. Okay, uh, I like house. That's not, yeah, that's not as like synthy and like uh, I don't know tonal as, as some electronic sound is fast. I don't know. It's I I just need something that makes me feel bubbly. I guess mom, I was gonna say so do I, but actually maybe no, I don't. I think because I feel like when we've been in cars together. Your rap music, your rap music, I also obviously listen to rap, but like you do tend towards minor keys, which is like not what I tend towards. Mm -hmm. But guys, music, it's got to be loud. This is the other part. It has to be loud for a pregame. I think because you want to feel like it's, you're getting in that party spirit. It just does. It puts, it changes your entire mode of being. This is why I think music is essential during the dinner party. But Ari is, she's trying to make eyes at me, but I will not even... Because it can put everyone in a universal place. I find that there is nothing more infuriating than going to a restaurant where the music is so loud that you can't hear the people that you're with. Because I do want to be with people. I agree. I agree. But it's not a restaurant. It's a party. It's a dinner party at your house. Yeah. Where also I want people to get to be with people. I want music. I just don't want it to. No, I always have some music playing. Just not loud. Oh, should we talk about a little bit of food? Yeah. Do you ever serve food? food during your pregame? I feel that I am at my least hungry during a pregame. You know why? Because my adrenaline is pumping. It, oh, oh, it feels so good. It feels good. so good, which is that's also why is you that get- panic. Yeah, there's the panic. That's also why you get kind of drunker than you would otherwise. Ooh, I love it. Me too. I love it. Oof. So I'm not, I'm not having a snack during that pregame. I'm assuming that my adrenaline is going to plummet and in an hour and a half I'll be starving. <laughs> 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 but until then- I'm just cruising on tequila or whatever I'm drinking. I like to have um, 
some kind of strange carbohydrate, mm. like like a lone cracker or like um, which Ari che- just did. Yep, <gasps> a cheese stick. As she's going, she's literally <laughs> doing the cheese stick motion. I knew she was going to say it before the words even <laughs> came out of her mouth. Or a, yeah, cheese stick, cheese stick, cheese yeah. stick. <gasps> we would kill it in charades. Oh my god. Um, yes. I agree. It's nice to run around with something in your hand and like have a little nosh. But in general, yeah, I'm not a big pregame eater. In Me fact, neither. I feel like people Me always come always. over and they're like, oh, can I have like can I have a little snack? I was like, wow, how can you think about food at a time like you this? Get out of my house. <laughs> you feel a You're no longer invited to the pregame. No, the pregame feels very democratic. Yes. Yes. Um, I will say this for snacks. They need to be snacks that are not either crummy and dusty mm. or greasy. So what does that even leave you Well, with? but my it's thing hard. is also like a lot of pregame, if it's all girls, takes place in the bathroom. So like I don't really want to eat in a bathroom. No, I feel like it's a half and half. I That's feel like there's true. some people on the couch. I will say this. One of the best things and part of the definition of a pregame that we missed earlier is that it feels it doesn't feel like you're hosting. It feels like everyone lives in one place. You don't it's have to be like, so this is where this is. Everyone is just expected to like throw their shit everywhere and find the alcohol they it's want. It's so true. And you know? find a mirror. Yes. Wait, that's very true. And I think that's actually why I get kind of annoyed when people come over for a pregame and are like, can I have an X? Can I have a Y? Can I have a Z? I'm like, no, no, no. This is where you pretend you like you live in my house. Exactly. You just take. You just take that two pound of foie gras from no, my freezer. Don't oh, don't even say that. That was imagine? not like, an invitation. Yes, come on. <laughs> in the spirit of giving, exactly. I want to talk about the company because I want to talk about this idea that the pregame is great because it's also, like you just said, it's so democratic. And you can do it really in the spirit of like bringing together people who normally wouldn't know each other, wouldn't be friends, but it's like, oh, we know that we're all going to this party. You guys can have a little bonding moment. Yes. So that then when you get to the party, you already know each other. You guys like maybe already even have some inside jokes. Oh, like, it's who huge. knows? It's huge. You know, it's such a nice moment. So I think it's such a good time to invite over like a Motley crew. Yes. C-R-U-E. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that on. Um... I completely agree. Yeah. It's the perfect time to play friend matchmaker. So much better than doing it at a dinner. Yes. I'm going to say it. Interesting. I would agree. Well, it's a it's a true friend friend matchmaker, not like, oh, I sat you next to this person, but there's also 12 other people here. Yeah. It's like, really, I only invited over four of you or three or two. You know. Yeah. yeah. And it just feels so relaxed and it doesn't feel like, oh, I have to talk to these people because I'm sitting across from them. I mean, remember when I invited you to a dinner once with someone who will not be named? Oh, yeah. And it, like, that was a very work. weird. It was so weird. And it should work. It should work for a million reasons. It will it will work for years to come as soon as we get you both in the right place. Right. But if it was a pregame, it may have worked. It a thousand percent would have worked because we would have been running around half naked, laughing and like having a drink and putting on makeup instead of, you know, I think there comes an element of the dinner where sometimes it's like, there's a level of trying to impress other people sometimes that gets weird or like, you're just trying to connect with your act with the friend that you're already close to. You're not trying to like meet new people. Whereas a pregame is sort of it's more frivolous. It's a yes. little sillier. Yes. Even if it's a pregame that's like guys and girls, it, it's like it, there's just a just an added frisson in the air, if you will. Ooh, love that frisson. 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 And then um, you all arrive to the party together, and it's this moment, probably not acknowledged, but like we're gonna go in there 
and whatever happens, mm-hmm. we had this time. Exactly. You know? And it's like you went through battle together. <laughs> no matter also, how it turns out, those are your war friends. I, I have so many photos from high school of my girlfriends and I on the way to parties. Sure. Like not a single photo of us at the parties. I mean, Lies. maybe some like very blurry ones. But like the feeling of, especially in New York, you know, like you're walking down these streets. I'm sure in Chicago too. You know, it's like if you get to walk to the party. It's so fun. I mean, picture like a hot summer night. You're with like five of your best girlfriends. It's such a time to sing in the middle of the street. Exactly. It's so great. I think there's a freedom, a real freedom that comes with it. Maybe what we're saying is just hang out with your girlfriends more. For sure. Because I have a confession. I actually don't know the last time I did a pregame, but you not included. Right. Like with a big group of girls. Cause what am I going to say? Hey guys, everyone come to bed and then we'll go back to Manhattan. I mean, I think it depends on, well, so this is another portion of our conversation is what about pregame your own events? Because you are having a birthday situation tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. What's your pregame situation going to be? Do you ever pregame your own stuff? I do, but always by myself. Usually when I'm having a house party, I'm cooking. So that gets in the way. And I will say, I think that we both face that. You have to get your cooking done early if you want to pregame your own party. You just have to choose dishes that don't have to be finished a la minute. Yes, it's very true. Or just like have enough time before finishing it a la minute. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, sure, you could do something that then needs to be fried off at the tail end. Yeah. You know, like you could do all of your prep work leading up to it and then just do like that one last step. God, that's so beautiful. If you can pull that off without anxiety, that feel, I mean, that's hard. I've never done it. No, me neither. Something to aspire to. Something. Well, I was, I, I feel like I don't appropriately pregame my own things because I don't feel like I need to look good in my own house, which is really a tragedy. Like I never get ready really for my own party. First of all, you always do. You always look so good and so cool. I feel like I'm so focused on making sure that everything is set, making sure that the dishes taste okay, making sure that the table looks nice, that I forget about myself. And so, you know, I throw on a little bit of mascara and then just put on my most colorful outfit, which is usually like loose jams world. Mm -hmm. Also because (laughs) at my own dinner parties, I eat so much. Yeah. So I like to make sure I'm wearing something loose so that I'm prepared for what's about to come. Whereas other people's parties, of course, I like to pregame. Yeah. Hard. So... Guys, we hope that this wasn't boring, but for us, it was really fun. Wait, I want to leave them with an idea that Please. we had. Say it, say it, say it. What if you threw a party since we have agreed that pre-gaming is the best part of the night? So what if you threw a party that was themed pre-game the party that never happens? Whoa. It would be really hard to capture it because I feel like Part of the pregame being so great is that you never get to the place, but you're anticipating going. So if you know that you're arriving at the place, you don't have that adrenaline running. I disagree. I think the way that you do it is you say, come as buff as you can, as in in the buff, right? Like as in no makeup. You're wearing like a t-shirt and sweatpants. You then will be transformed. Yes, you will be transformed. <laughs> then maybe you set up like you set up a makeup station that has like glitters and eyeshadows and mascaras and like all kinds of oh, stuff. It's curated. You have a huge pile of clothes. You have a pile of bottoms, a pile of tops. Oh my god, it might be a swap clothing swap. Party. That's true. It could be a which I've never done. Sounds stressful. Um, 
but you could you could kind of do it like that and then just have a, like a million different kinds of alcohol and like a big thing of antipasti because if you're staying in the, yes. and then be, and then at like right. eleven you order pizza from your favorite place or maybe it's just chips it's like just Doritos yeah just remember to enjoy the pregame invite over a couple of friends who don't know each other celebrate the pregame because the pregame uh, can only enhance the night. Also, Ari had a really good idea that like if it's a bunch of girls and like maybe a few guys, you can deploy them as Mixala Jakes and Guac guys. I mean, come on, it's that's the, what they're there for. It's like the time where you want Mixala Jake and Guac guy to come. Exactly, they are explicitly invited. Yes, because they have like delegated tasks. I also just love a guy who shows up with like a thirty rack of Coors Light. Truly, nothing makes me happier. Totally. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm, I think I'm like secretly kind of jockey at heart. I've never doubted this about you. I know. It's kind of embarrassing. It's really cute. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite, I'm, for someone who absolutely hates sports, I'm very jockey <laughs> or just bro I guess. What a night. You know, Ari and I are about to go and have a night. Yeah. I don't know you if guys we've ever enjoyed... recorded this drunk before. I think, oh, we definitely have. Oh. In fact, I'm worried that we're going to listen to it and be like, it was an okay episode, but hopefully not. Well, if it makes it to you guys, it was better than okay, because yeah. we would re-record <laughs> it. That's true. We would. Yeah, and be like, well, we now we just have to repeat ourselves. Um, thank you to Colin for editing this slightly sloppy episode. Thank you to Rebecca for existing in our planet, as always, to add large for your ads. I mean, now I'm just doing an Academy Awards acceptance speech. Oh my God. <laughs> and to my dad for using the word pregame as an adult man. Oh, we love you guys. Go out there and throw a pregame. Send us your pictures at having a night on our Instagram account. And always email us. Hello at havinganightpodcast.com. See you next week. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.